0: Hi, I'm George A. Milton, America's Failure Coach. Welcome to the Failure is Not the Problem podcast. Listen, you as well as I know that failure is a problem for most people. Why is that? In a single word, conditioning. Conditioning is simply training. You have been taught that failure has to be negative. I am here as your personal coach to help you relearn how to accept your failures and turn those experiences into positive mindset change and success. Look, motivation, empowerment, and inspirational stories, they're all well and good, but that's not what's going to keep us going. That's not what's going to change your life, and that's not what's going to move the needle in your health, your wealth, your happiness, your abundance, or your ability to be able to help other people make a difference. What keeps us going, what produces results in our lives is balance, not success alone. You have to develop a healthy balance between success and failure. It does not have to be one or the other. And when you can get yourself past the things that stop you and hold you back, that's when you're going to thrive. That's when you will finally live a whole life. I will help you recondition your mindset by exchanging ideas and strategies to guide you in making transformations so that you can thrive. Most of all, I'm going to give you something every single episode which you can utilize to create change in yourself. Failure is about learning how to embrace your challenges and taking 100% responsibility for your life. I'm so happy to have you. Welcome to the Failure's Not the Problem podcast. Do you want to elevate your perspective with failure so you can change your mindset to accept failure as positive experiences rather than negative expectations? When you fail, it's not the end, but the ultimate beginning. My company, Failure's Not the Problem LLC, our philosophy is this failure fuels innovation. Resilience and growth. Learn how to embrace your setbacks as stepping stones to success. Learn, adapt, and triumph with the wisdom of failure by your side. Join us in rewriting the story of success, where failure is the lunch pad for greatness. How can we make failure okay to talk about while making it fun and failure-tastic? Well, here's a couple of ways to do that. You need to laugh and learn when you fail. Don't always take your failure so seriously. Allow your failures to educate you on your next steps on your journey. Most of us know what fun is, but what is failure-tastic? What are, what's a failure-tastic moment? Well, I created this word and I had it trademarked. A failure-tastic moment is, for an example, when you have tried to accomplish a goal or become successful while pursuing an endeavor or, you know, you didn't accomplish it the way in which you want it and you face failure after failure after failure like when I was trying to become an army officer. Well, you know, it it literally took me several years to do so. But you know what? Instead of quitting, I never gave up. And because I never gave up, I accomplished that goal and more because of the lessons I learned along the way. Accomplishing such a goal or dream or some would be like fantastic, man. No, that's what I call a failure-tastic moment. Hello, everyone. I am your host, George A. Milton, America's failure coach. Today, I want to introduce you to an amazing person who is changing the planet with her chosen profession. Hello, Ryoko. It's good to be with you. How are you doing?
1: Good. Thank you so much, George, for having me. I'm so happy to be here.
0: No, I am I am so honored to have you a part of this podcast, Ryoko. I've been following you for a while. I'm just so impressed with uh, your ability to uh, to come from where you've come from. I'll let you tell the audience a little bit about you. But I'm always impressed with the immigrant story. I mean, I just am just the tenacity with which you... And, and you know your counterparts come to the country not knowing a single word of English and these kinds of things, and just not knowing the fabric, and are able to become successful. Now, I know there are a lot of challenges along the way when someone does that sort of thing, but why, why don't we do this? Uh, why don't you tell the audience a bit about yourself before we get started on the, uh, the the talk and uh, the questions and answers, Raelco?
1: Yes. I'm Ryoko. I'm originally from Japan. Actually, I studied English in the States. I went to University of Washington in Seattle. But after graduating from university, I went back to Japan and I worked as an English teacher. But seven years in, this desire started to like haunt me that I really want to go back to the States. If not, I want to see more in the world, explore. So I ended up uh, choosing Canada to immigrate because Canada has immigration system. But that journey took me five years. And when I was waiting for the permanent residency in Canada, I traveled Latin America. I worked in Mexico. And then when I came to Canada, I again uh, restarted my life. And like I mentioned, George, uh, when I came to Canada, I really wanted to do this Type of work that I am doing right now to make an impact, help people live a better life. But that time, many doors are shut down. So I just gave up on my dream and landed in a job where I had more prior experiences. But again, like 11 years in the industry, I started to feel this desire that I want to change, but I don't know how to change. And I hit the rock bottom. That's when I came across Jack Canfield's success principles. And that really changed my mindset and. From there, everything really changed.
0: Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Well, look here. I guess uh, somehow or another, Canada won out this time because they got you instead of us. But that's okay. I got you on the podcast today. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, we're one for one, right? So look here. What, what an impressive background you have, uh, Yoko. I was trying to figure out, you know, why, you, you know, is your English so, so good? So you used to teach it. That's why. Okay. Okay. I got it now. So well done. Well done. So we'll look. And I, I just want to um uh, to commend you on uh, your tenacity and uh, the fact that you actually wanted to, to start a business and and now look at you, you know, out there changing the changing the planets, man, and doing great things and, and making it happen. But hey, look, could you describe some of the challenges or setbacks you faced uh, during your early business attempts?
1: Uh, yes, this mindset that. Uh, I when I was working in uh, international business, I really loved that job because I was helping buyers, and then I l- loved to organize. But many of friends told me, "If you are so passionate about doing this type of business, why don't you have your own business?" And then the answer was, "No, I can never own my business because I don't know how." and So that mindset really closed the door for me for a long time because I didn't believe in myself that I had what it takes to build a business and do the job that really inspires me. But after I learned from Jack Canfield that all the people who are successful went through so many hardships and the only difference is that they never gave up. And that really changed my perspective because i was thinking that you need to have certain type of skills and know-how and at the end of the day it was really your commitment and your mindset wow
0: yeah <laughs> no you're, you're right look we didn't train together uh, with train the trainer but you and i uh, have that uh, that that background in uh uh, in, in our past, from the standpoint of, uh, of education, so I am—I uh, too have trained under Jack and, and Patty Aubrey, and, and I concur with everything you said. I remember when uh, doing one of the trainings, I walked up to him and, and I thought, you know what? Hey, look, man, I want to write a book, but I'm not really sure what I want to, you know, call it or entitle it. I got a, you know, you know, an idea of what I want to entitle the book, and he says, well, well, what is it? And I said, well, you know, it's really about failure. And He said, okay, well, what's the title of the book? I said, you know, the the title of the book is Failure is Not the Problem. It's the beginning of your success, and he's like, "What?" He says, "See Say that again." He's, I said, "You know, failure's not the problem; it's the beginning of your success." And he says, "You know what? Uh, I'm pretty good at, um, uh, at at picking titles and coming up with titles and that sort of thing." And he says, "That's that's a pretty good one." So that's actually how I, I decided to go ahead and, and use that particular title for my book. You know, because Jack Canfield said, "Hey, look, man, that's uh, that's not a bad one. That may be one that uh, gives some books sold." So with that, I. You know, wrote that one and uh, just recently finished another one. Failure is not the problem. It's your leadership, right? So now, Yes, yeah.
1: I love it.
0: Oh, thanks, coach. So yeah, as it relates to the failure piece, I mean, how has failure positively impacted your life and your business? I know there's been some challenges along the way.
1: This, like you said, fairy, I decided to redefine failure. I used to be a perfectionist because as I was growing up, I was always told to do better and then always uh, encouraged to get good grades and because I wanted to please my mom I all the time like studied hard and and then that really led me to become really perfectionist so when I became an adult I wanted everything to be perfect and then of course it's so hard to have everything perfect but I just couldn't give up that control like I want everything to be perfect I want a good I want to have a good grade and everything perfect, 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 until I got to this point where I felt like I got so exhausted. After I got really good grade from the business school, once I graduated, I told myself, never again, if this is what it takes to create a successful life, I I told myself that I am okay not to be successful because this is just too much work. And then when I learned that perfectionism is illusional, I was like, that is so true because it's just inattainable. Like, how can I be perfect when nothing is perfect? So once I released that, and then uh, when Jack told, told us that you don't fail, you just give up. So if you don't give up, you don't fail. Then that gave me like a possibility to see like, oh, if that's the case, then maybe I can also like build a business and teach people mindset, success principles, because as long as I don't give up, I don't fail. So it's just really the the shift of mindset, shift of perspective can really change your life. And like people say, it's really 80% mindset. I really want to reach out to many people and get them to realize that we all have talents in us. But because of our mindset, because we expect too much of us We don't step out of comfort zone. That was the biggest takeaway from this teaching that you don't have to be perfect. You just need to continue. Just commit to what you want to do and everything else will show up, which was really amazing teaching.
0: Man, look, look, I'm already fired up. You know what? I'm real passionate about this, but I can see that you are also. And that is so infectious
1: because i was focusing on the how like how can i do this how how i couldn't see like possibilities once i learned that you don't comm- you don't try to figure out how you just commit to what you want to do and then just keep going and i was like well that i can do <laughs> yeah, you know in the army
0: we have a phrase we it is called be no do be no do Aww. Right? So we don't worry so much about the how or the why and these kind of things. Those are pretty much defined for us. but it's important to you know to know exactly what you're going to be doing based upon that particular you know be no do, phrasing that sort of thing so i'll tell you what a lot of things jumped out at me one of the things that that jumped out during discussions that you just uh, had just a moment ago and some of the things you mentioned is one of my favorite podcasts that you have i like man i've listened to them all and i love them all i mean seriously i don't use the word love very often but uh, i really really love those everything that you were saying because it it spoke volumes but one of the ones that spoke to me was the one where it says uh, uh, embracing your your worthiness you know a path to abundance uh, that is just so, so powerful because oftentimes failure makes us feel like uh, we're not enough. And when it comes to perfectionism, I mean, I know what that feels like because I was an athlete. Exactly. I always wanted to, to, to be perfect. I always wanted to win. And there's no such thing as being perfect, right? And y- you also said that, you know, Jack had said something along the lines of it's okay not to be successful in the same way. You know, I, doing uh, my coaching, my mentoring, my training programs, I always teach everybody that it's okay to fail, right? So it's okay not to be successful. It's okay to fail because in both of those, if you go about it the right way and you use what you said a moment ago, your talents, your gifts, your skills, and your abilities, the chances of you becoming successful and ending up where you're supposed to be is just going to work out. I remember, uh, Ryoko, when I decided to to make failure a major part of my life and just be okay with it, it was so freeing for me, Right. I mean, the, the stress that was on me because I thought I had to, to always succeed. I remember failing just multiple exams just my whole life. And one day I said to myself, uh, and, you know, athletes are really superstitious. <laughs> so we have all these little mantras that we do. And, you know, being an athlete, this kind of, you know, worked for me. So I remember one time I said to myself, I know all I know, and I don't know no more. That's what I, right, before taking an exam. And I went in because I had released my mind from worrying about failing versus passing. Right? I aced the exam. So every time I would go to take an exam, I freed myself by saying, I know what I know and I don't know what no more. I just don't. And it was so powerful because instead of you know being caught up and worrying about the grade, I knew what I knew. And if the exam showed questions that pertained to the information I had stored, then I was going to be okay. But if it did not, that didn't mean I failed. I just didn't know that information at that time, right? Well, that's kind of how I worked through that. But in, the, in your podcast where you say, uh, where you talk about you know, embracing your worthiness, one of the things you, you mentioned also is, is, is you said that when you believe you are enough and you accept your failures and successes, you are well on your way to becoming your best. Can you elaborate on that for a little bit?
1: Yeah, like as I went through this personal transformational journey myself, I realized that the reason why I was trying to be perfect was because deep down, If I'm not perfect, I believe that I was not good enough. Like I'm not worthy of success if I'm not perfect. So when somebody told me, perfect, if you are perfectionist, that's because you associate your worthiness with your outside uh, achievement. And as long as you do that, you will never fully be successful because success comes inside out. So you need to embrace Positive part of yourself, and then the part that you consider negative as a whole, because no one is one sided. And when I heard that, I really felt so bad that I didn't embrace myself as a whole. And I didn't know that I didn't like myself. And then I'm like, wow, I did not like myself. That's why I was trying to be perfect. So once I let that go, I went to many seminars and I see people saying, like, oh, I don't, I'm not good enough. I don't. I'm not smart enough. That's why I'm not doing this. That's why I gave up on my dream. And I saw so many comments saying, I'm not whatever enough. And then I was like, that is so sad because we are all enough. So if people believe that they are enough, can you imagine how many like dreams? And so that's why I said, yes, strategy is important. Like principles work, just like Jack said. But underneath that... It's our self-love. So I really want people to know that it's okay to be like not good at everything, but we are still worthy. So I want to spread that message out. And I did that episode to my past self who couldn't embrace herself, you know? Wow.
0: I'm telling you something here. I, I literally have goosebumps. I've had goosebumps literally 30 seconds as you were saying all that because it spoke so well to me, Ryoko. I I totally identify with that. And and what I was thinking about is if I'd had somebody early on in my life who taught me the principles by which you're talking about, uh, although I would have failed, it would not have created a lot of the stigma and a lot of the uh, depression that I actually experienced uh, along the way and that sort of thing. So I'm so happy and so honored and And blessed to actually have you here to be able to share this, not only with me, and to validate some of the things that I know about this, is not the problem topic, but to also um, uh, let the audience know that, you know what, they are enough. They are okay. I I remember, you know, one of the principles that I learned is that, is is when I learned how to to embrace my failures and, you know, and and learn from those failures and made the right responses, man, I mean, my world opened up. I mean, I, I became smarter. I mean, I made better choices. I mean, I was able to, you know, change direction in life. And changing direction in life, oftentimes it meant failure, right? But it's really not. Sometimes that's a, that's a good thing. So that failure actually, you know, directed me on the path that I was supposed to be to begin with. I never thought, look, I didn't come from a military family, but uh, because I failed out of six colleges and universities, I actually ended up in the military because there weren't really any options for me. But it was the absolute place that I was actually supposed to be and did extremely well there. there go. So failure is really not the problem, it's how we respond to that, uh, most often is the case.
1: Exactly, I kind of regret that I, uh, I wouldn't say waste, but I waited so many years to really commit to what I wanted to do because I was so afraid of failure, like what if this doesn't work? And I was so afraid of stepping out of comfort zone. And there are many reasons why I was afraid, but one was that, that I associated my worth with the achievements. You know, so if you stop doing that, like you say, you feel free now, I feel very free because no matter what happens, as long as I commit to what I want to do, things will happen, and I know that before I knew that intellectually, but now I really, from my gut, I can feel that, yes, everything is going to be okay because there is no failure, there is only like lessons or experiences, and it's better to like Fail, because this way you understand other people's feelings. So like you said, failure teaches us a lot of things. And I'm so happy that you're doing this podcast. And I love your title. What an amazing (laughs) way to like rephrase, you know.
0: Oh, thank you, Ryoko. Real I really appreciate that. And, you know, what I also remember uh, reading where Oprah Winfrey said that uh, failure is only experiences, right? She's that's all they are. You know, failure is only experiences. And and I would totally agree with that. And just uh, the way we go about teaching our kids that in order to have any type of self-worth, uh, in order to, in some, you know, relate that in terms of, uh, in order to be loved, you know, we have to buy into the win only sort of mindset because if if I don't win then my parents aren't going to be proud of me they're not going to and we we need there's just no way that you can win only in fact most of the folks that I've done the research on and some are some fairly wealthy people monetary wise and, and there are some who within the confines of the military who are extremely uh, high ranking folks and I asked these folks about some of the ways and some of the lessons that they, they've learned along you know their, their journeys. And without question, 100% of those folks said it this, Ryoko, they said that they learned way more from their failures than they ever did from their successes. That's how important failure is to us. But it's about changing that mindset, going to that mind shift that you mentioned a moment ago. And that's exactly how I was able to go from where I was to to where I am today because, uh, you know, failure, I get up every morning excited about what am I going to learn about failure, whether it be my life or somebody else's life, right? Because in the process of doing this, I want to be able to help those along the way who are struggling with this. This is what this business and these books and this podcast is all about, helping folks who have actually failed so they can become successful, man. so
1: Yeah, that's amazing what you're doing because once we change the definition Like that word doesn't scare us anymore. Like when you feel failure, you say, oh, like I'm bad or like I'm not worthy. But if you change the definition, then, you know, that word doesn't stop you from doing what you want to do. And I won't. Many people to like really listen to your podcast and change the definition because uh, I heard one report saying that somebody went to the nursing home and then they asked like, oh, can you tell us about the good good memories that you have in your life? And then the conversation didn't really fire up. And then they say like, what about the, the mistakes you made? What about the failures you experienced? Everybody was laughing. And so at the end of the day, like we all remember more from our various lessons we learned because that makes conversation even richer.
0: Doesn't it, right? Who cares about your successes, man? How have you struggled, right? How do I identify with you? Are there lessons that you and I have actually both experienced? And, and what's really interesting about that is that when we experience those same types of challenges, right, we understand to some extent what those folks have actually experienced, right? And, they, and not only they, but I and, and we oftentimes, we realize we're not alone, right? I had, some, I had someone say to me uh, one time, you know, when I was, you know, getting about uh, to get promoted to uh, another rank to take command, and this person said to me, he said that, uh, you know what, if you want to be a leader, prepare to be lonely. Right. In the same way, oftentimes when people achieve success, they're very lonely people. Isn't that interesting? I don't think that success has to be a place of loneliness any more than failure has to be a place of loneliness. Right. I think there are great lessons to learn from from, from both of those if we were only willing to to accept and and embrace and understand that. So, hey, look, what are some of the ways in which failure has helped you become successful?
1: Resilient. I became really resilient. (laughs) (laughs) And it's just the feedback, Jack says that that's just the feedback saying that that's not the right way, the right course for you. Just change the direction and course correct. So yeah, he says like, who cares? <laughs> you just keep going. <laughs> I love that lightness to that word. He's like, if somebody says no, if somebody rejects you, who cares? Just keep going, next,
0: next. Right, yeah. right. I, I totally agree with that. You know, you mentioned a moment ago, one of my favorite words when we talk about the fear factor, oftentimes people will say they're afraid to fail, right? And and I, I tell you, Ryoko, when I was actually, you know, I took that phrase and I dissected it. And I said, well, why are we afraid of failing? And where's what I came up with is that we're not really afraid of failing. What we are afraid of is the stigma associated with the failure, right? The stigma, we're worried about what people are going to say about us. We're worried about whether or not they're going to accept us. we worry whether or not, you know, they're going to think that we are enough to be hanging out with and that sort of thing. So it's the stigma that's actually associated with the failure, not necessarily the failure itself. What are your thoughts about that?
1: Agree that, and also, this is why it's really important that first we need to acknowledge ourselves like it's us before other people. Like, before, why was I perfectionist? Because I wanted my mom to be happy, I wanted my mom to approve me, you know. But if I approve myself, if I acknowledge myself no matter what, then I don't need external approval because oftentimes many people don't go for their dreams because they are afraid of what other people think but at the end of their life we we don't think like how many approvals did we have no we think about what we didn't do and i say i don't want to i don't want to be like that you know i want to like enjoy each moment and many failures, many rejection, anything is okay as long as I am really true to myself. Did I do things that I really wanted to do? Did I help people? Did I impact people? So those are the things that are missing in my life before I made this career switch. So now that I'm in very different place and there are so many things that I don't know, but I feel very different. Like no fear. It's very different. I'm thinking like in a year, how can people change so much nothing's changed so much in my life but my mindset shifted so much that i see world differently like if you see everything is like a learning experiences then yeah why don't you try anything that you want to do like you know time is limited no you know what i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to play
0: upon your the mindset piece because i think it's all about mindset right especially when it comes to the failure piece what i'm really trying to do is to get people to understand that when it comes to failure, you need to actually have a mind shift change. That, that's what I did. I mean, literally, I had someone who told me that, you know, I was a basic training. I was trying to qualify with my weapon. And I grew up hunting and fishing, so I could, you, I could fire weapons, you know, no, no issues. And I went to the weapons qualification range. I, I failed the range twice. And I go back to the barracks that night, and uh, I'm just moping around and feeling sorry for myself. And oh, poor woes is me, and failure again. And the, my platoon sergeant walks over to me, and he says, hey, private, what's your problem? Right? Why are you moping around like that? And I just basically kind of shared all this stuff. And he says, look, son, failure is not the problem. It's how you respond to your failures. That's the issue. You know, and and I came up with you know Jack has the E plus R equals O equation, right? Remember that one? Because when I was in that training, and I was every time Jack would say something, or Patty would say something, I would look at uh, the way in which they said it, and how, what's my failure angle on it from a successful standpoint? And I actually came up with an equation also based upon the E plus R equals O. Mine is F plus R R equals S.
1: <laughs> That's nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that stands for failure plus right response equals success. So when you have a failure, if you respond you know, correctly in the right sort of way, it'll become success. And one of the myths that we've got to kind of get away from, Ryoko, is that when we talk about success, it does not necessarily equate into monetary value, right? There Tons of successes without there being money involved, I mean when we have businesses and that sort of thing that's the ultimate that's what we, we we want to do, but for me it's really about trying to help people it's really about trying to heal people it's really about trying to figure out how to get folks to to have a mindset shift so they can actually you know get from where they are to, to where they're supposed to be and and oftentimes failure can help them get there if they just utilize that in the right sorts of ways. What do you thought about that?
1: yeah, I agree too like I come from a country where we I I in Japan like we I feel like when I was growing up I was very like worrying about how to achieve success and like status and material it's very materialistic and now that I step out and then I observe what I did in the past I was really thinking I was uh, chasing something in vain because status monetary like all those accumulations of what people might think rich, that doesn't fill your heart. And then I see many successful people feel lonely. And I was like, I don't want to get, I, w- I don't want to be like that, you know? I want people, I want to share more like human connections. And then because money is energy, if you help people, if you contribute people, of course, money is going to come. So I was very wrong to focus on the the success in that sense, like monetary. And then if you have money, you are safe kind of idea. I, w- Once I learned about this mindset, I could see many things. I was very, very wrong. And that's why I decided to this, do this podcast, to share my stories so that the people can also see that, you know, like what you consider success, what society tells is not necessarily success for you. You can define what's success for you. Because Success can be very different. And also Jack said, when we are learning how to set goals and how to achieve goals, at the end, he said, actually, the point is not to achieve your goal. Point is who you become in the process. So actually you achieve your goal or not, that doesn't really matter. And then I was like, that is amazing. He taught us all the steps, how to reach our goal. But he said, that is actually not the point. The point is who you become. Powerful powerful, That yes. is powerful, powerful. right?
0: Powerful. As, as you understand all of that, one of my favorite words in all the world, actually comes from your country, uh, is a word, uh, I think it's pronounced, and if, if I get it wrong, you have to help me out with this, but it's ikigai, right?
1: Ikigai, yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so whether you're wealthy
0: or not, that's really the point. And for the audience who've not heard this word before, I've used it before, so some may have actually heard it for read listeners But the word "ikigai" uh, is a term, is a word that the Japanese use to define purpose. Right. So, whether you're wealthy or or not, it's important to understand what your purpose is. So that's what Ryoka was talking about a moment ago. Whether whether you have you know multitudes of success or or not, the whole point is not to Go about, you know, obtaining, achieving your goals, and if you don't, then your, your life is worthless. That's that's not the case. The issue at hand is is, is what is your iki guy, right? What is your purpose? If you are fulfilling your purpose, right, then you're going to be one of the most powerful, most happiest, most balanced persons on the earth. Because it's it's really about, you know, trying to figure out why we're here on this planet in the first place, and that gets back to the purpose piece,
1: yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly, yes. And it, it doesn't have to be the same because success for you can be one thing, success for other people can be different. It's just once you find that whatever that lines with your value, you will be successful. There is no way because you are aligned with your true self and you share whatever gift you have with the world, of course you will be successful. So I feel like not focusing on how can I be successful? It's more like, how can I really align myself with my true being? Because I was deviating. I was just facing uh, chasing something that's uh, materialistic. And then I was like, oh, this is not giving me joy. No wonder, because none of the external things can make you feel really fulfilled. It has to come from within. That's why I'm so into this personal transformation, because it is so true that success comes within, it's inside out, not outside in, yeah. And it's really true. Oh, oh,
0: I totally agree. The world would teach us just the opposite, right? But the vast majority of the world are miserable people. <laughs> so why are we following that? Yeah, it has to come from, it's just like beauty. Beauty starts from within, right? I mean, it's just, it's just not an, an an outward thing. I know most folks have been taught that, but it, beauty comes from within outward, man, and that sort of thing. So yeah, it starts with the soul and with the heart and the mindset and these kind of things. And, and then that's expressed outwardly. So I want to ask this question here about the mindset. We talked about that for a bit. And then I want to kind of tie it into the unworthiness, as I talked about earlier, in, you know, regarding, your podcast, but, uh, you know, ha- has your failures uh, ever made you feel like you uh, you were unworthy? Let's see, how do I ask this? Has your failures ever made you feel like you were unworthy? And, and if it has, how did you change your mindset so, you know, when you did fail, you knew that you were more than worthy?
1: Yeah, this, uh, yes, uh, of course, I felt that way. When I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life, I was just looking back at my past where I didn't achieve what I wanted. And then instead of trying to see then what can I do now, I just went into this blaming. Why did you do this? Why did you do that? And then because I was beating, up, beating myself up, Of course, my self-esteem went down and then I was feeling really sad. And then one day I woke up, I told myself, this is not helping me. Like me blaming myself, choices I made. I said, no, I want to change this. So how can I change? That's when I really decided to do journal and then try to be grateful for what I have. And all the mistakes that I made led to here. So I shouldn't blame myself. Since then, I started to focus more on like what I, I learned from each experiences and how can I use those experiences? So I just shifted, not because I had this great mind, mindset shift. It's just that I hit really rock bottom and that was the only way because I couldn't take it anymore.
0: You know, isn't it amazing, Ryoko, that even when we don't accomplish the things that we have set out for ourselves, we get to a point where if we're still are breathing and we still have a desire to succeed, we figure out how to bounce back. Isn't that amazing? Oftentimes, we have to hit the lowest of the low of the low to get to the point to where now what? You know, A lot of people say, uh, you, know, you have to know what your why is. When it comes to failure, it's not about knowing what your why is because folks have already known what that is. For, for me, it's now what? That's what it's really about. Now what? What are you going to do when you reach the point that Ryoko is talking about, audience, I mean, you get to a point to where you have no other place to go. Are you going to give up? Are you just going to, you know, waddle and feel sorry for yourself? Or are you going to actually figure out how to get back on the path and become that person that you're supposed to be? What What a great example that we actually have here today on the podcast comes, you know, coming from Japan into Canada. She should have come to America, but she went to Canada. That's okay, right? And she's loving life. <laughs> yeah, she lived in Washington State where she was at the university. You know, some great stuff. But look, Hey, Lilko, Look before we go here. In, in, in hindsight, do you think that uh, there were signs or factors that contributed to your failure, which you might have overlooked at the at the time?
1: I guess uh, lack of clarity. Like without having lack, of, yeah, without having clarity, I just went with what other people were doing.
0: Wow! See, that's dangerous, right? in not always, but oftentimes that, that that's dangerous because we are. Let me think about this. We are better at imitating than we are at creating, right? And there's nothing wrong with imitating up to a point. But I think that uh, we all have a purpose here on the planet. I think that we all have, you know, different types of talents, gifts, skills, and abilities that we've been imbued with. And man, it is so important, you know, for us not to pay attention necessarily to what everybody else is doing, but focus on what we're doing. And that gets back at what you were talking about in terms of some of the things I talk about is that you have to... Do some introspection, right, Milko? You have to really know not only who you are, but you also have to know, you know, what failure actually means. And not only means to others, but means to you. There are a lot of folks who want to avoid failure. I'm the guy who says, no, don't ever avoid it. What you need to do is you need to embrace it. You need to learn from it. Because if you do those kinds of things, you can actually not only learn, but you can also teach those who are coming after it one of the challenges we have is that you and I are adults. So we've lived a life and we kind of get this and we kind of understand it. But when we started out, we had impressionable people, right, who were telling us that in order to be successful, you have to be perfect. And that's the message we have to change when it comes to our children, right? We have to really teach our young folks that failing is okay. We're not talking about, you know, just failing just for the sake of failing, but you you go, you make an honest attempt. And if you don't succeed at that point in time, you continue on. I mean, I wanted to make it to the the Olympics. I got got very close, got really, really close, right? But I, I don't, I mean, it took me years to jump over seven feet. That was a goal for about five years. I mean, I could get really close, really close, really close. And for the longest time, each time that I failed at that, I felt so terrible and so miserable because everybody, instead of thinking, well, he's jumped 6'10", why not focus on the 6'10"? I wanted the 7 foot, right? 6'10", most people in the world can't do that. So I went ahead and and eventually got, you know, 7 feet plus, you know, up to 7'4", but it was those lessons that I was taught as a kid, that in order to be able to, you know, feel good about myself, I've got to create and achieve every single goal that I should uh, want to desire in life. And that's just not how things work out.
1: Yeah. Because when I came to Canada, I wanted to do, like I like I mentioned before, I wanted to make impact on people, but because I couldn't find a job where I could do that, I wanted, I'm a Spanish major, and actually I wanted to teach Spanish. I, I majored in Spanish in the States, <laughs> so I wanted to teach Spanish, and I went to many uh, like language schools, and then what I was told was that because you are not a, a native speaker, you are uh, like we can't hire you because you are not marketable and because you are not native speaker. But I was like, but I I have I have a degree and I lived in Mexico and I do speak like fluent Spanish. But they said that is true, but you are not native speaker, so you are not marketable. So that idea stayed in my head, and I said, okay. So then what else can I do? So I chose international business because I had prior experience. So there I didn't push through. I just gave up. And then I went to the safe path where other people are like, oh, I'm going to business school. I'm going to, I, I want to get a job in international business, a corporate. And then my mind went, oh, that's an easy path. Where, that's where I made a mistake because I let other people say, you are not marketable. I made that truth to myself in my head. And I accepted that for a long time.
0: Wow, that that that's actually incredible. The audience needs to understand that who we have someone that was born and raised in Japan, right? Migrated to uh, Canada, uh, went over to Washington State, right, to teach English. But is fluent in Spanish? Goodness gracious, <laughs> what? And here folks told her that she could not accomplish the kinds of things that she's doing. See, we don't need to listen to people. And what's really interesting is that those things that you did not necessarily accomplish in, in the beginning, you were able to go ahead and bounce back because you uh, stayed resilient, Ryoko. Uh, what an amazing story. I am so happy to, to have actually had you on this podcast. I mean, this time has flown. I could talk to you all day, uh, and, and I'm learning so, so much. I want to give you an opportunity uh, to uh, you know, just let folks know a little bit more about how they can contact you if they uh, they need to do so.
1: Oh, thank you. I have, a, like George said, I have a podcast called the Ryoko Show. So if you have a chance, take a listen. And I try to walk people from where they are to where they want to be. So all the uh, tools that I learned, my experiences, I share them. So if you can uh, come to my podcast and take a listen, I would really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Ryoko. Look, guys, I'm I'm telling you, uh if you really want to be inspired, right? If you want to have your mind transformed, go and listen to her podcast. It is absolutely amazing. I mean, uh I, I literally Real when I started listening to your podcast I mean I listened to it for several hours I mean I just one after the other one after the other one <laughs> after the other I mean it was just so thank inspiring you. for me so I totally encourage
1: I you. listen to yours too I oh, love all you. the episodes
0: <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much man I really appreciate that but look audience I want to remind you that if you need to um, uh, get a hold of me and you want me to come and do some coaching mentoring and training you know just reach out to me at uh, George at GeorgeAMilton.com you can also uh, track me down at my website www.georgeamilton.com. Books, man, go out there grab those books if you really want to learn how to become successful. I wrote a book, a workbook, and a journal. It's uh, entitled "Failure is Not the Problem." This is the beginning of your success, and the one that I released here back in April. This is for all leaders, of those who want to be leaders, and those who think that they know what leadership is all about. It's entitled "Failure is Not the Problem." It's your leadership. So look, I am so thrilled, so honored i have actually had uh, Ryoko from the Ryoko Show on the podcast today. Ryoko, thank you again for, you know, it, it just inspiring us and giving us some words of wisdom from someone who is changing the planet. So good to see you and thank you and, and all the best.
1: Thank you so much, George. Oh, you're so welcome, my dear. <laughs> it's been honored. honor. I really enjoyed talking to you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you, Ryoko. Until next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Failure is Not the Problem podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review it on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions or comments, any topic ideas, or you might want to be a guest on my show, you can reach me directly at georgemilton.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you on the other side.